0: You know, when it comes to designing, illustrating, running a business, I wanna know what your what your big goal is. And then the second part of that is, what happens after you've reached that goal?
1: Ever wish life had a, <clears throat> ever wish life had an undo, ever wish life had an undo button? With over 30 years experience in the creative industry, Matt and Dylan spill their secrets and share their insights about business and design. All to try to save you an under. This is the Command Z Show. Presented by Made by Things and Mingus Design. Dylan,
0: what are Matt. you working on? What are you, what are you working on, Dylan? How's this week been for you? It's a
1: nice slow week for a change, and I'm pretty happy about that. I've got the same things on my plate that we talked about last time. Things have slowed down in both of those categories. Uh, And yet in one of them, I've got a new project that has to do with cannabis infused chocolate. So I'm pretty excited about that Interesting. Yeah, what you working on?
0: Uh, I have been working on uh, just getting away from everything so (laughs) (laughs) you know, I I've been trying to take some time off It's really difficult to take time off obviously like, I, I consider myself to be a pretty balanced person when it comes to just, like, being able to shut off completely at 5 o'clock p.m. every day. But taking, like, actual, like, extended periods of time off gets quite difficult. And especially with a team. So, like, I take time off, but then I see, like, messages coming through Slack. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to jump back in there and <laughs> see what's going on. Um, but, yeah, this you- week we we've been camping and uh I had family visiting and try to spend as much time away from the computer as I can really. So um, camping in this weather? Well I say camping but it's really a cabin. I mean it had heat <laughs> a lot of heat actually. <laughs> um but no, we, we got to uh we got to you know be in a hot tub at nineteen degrees outside. Um well, that's one of the first times I've ever done that when it's cold enough to snow and just Kind of being able to relax outside super weird kids love it. I don't know This <laughs> is
1: this is glamping right Matt. This is um uh, I guess the, the instagram post hashtag blessed hashtag living our best life
0: Yeah, 100% so yeah, I tried to start a fire too cold Wouldn't work didn't have enough paper. I'm not the best uh, fire starter in the world and uh We just settled with a hot tub and uh we turned the grill on. I put our hands in the grill, basically. That was our that was our campfire. <laughs> Roasted marshmallows in the grill, and uh, yeah, <laughs>
1: it sounds pretty sweet. You know, next podcast nice. we'll do we'll do a um, demo on how to siphon gas out of your car and then start a fire.
0: That's a great idea. That's Works. that's very useful information. So, <laughs> or siphon gas out of someone else's car. <laughs> we were pretty so. far away from other people, but. I don't know. <laughs> uh, nice. So, um, I have a question for you, Dylan. What do you got? All right. I've been thinking about this one for a bit. It's kind of a two-parter, kind of a continuation of what we were talking about uh, a little bit last week. But you know, when it comes to designing, illustrating, running a business, I want to know what your what your big goal is. And then the second part of that is what happens after you reach that goal?
1: Wow. You went deep. Well, let me, let me rephrase that. I can answer that a lot of ways because goals are one of those big hairy topics that you can unpack for weeks. So gosh, Matt, uh, how do I do this? The reason I'm hesitant is because there's a spiritual component to this for me that like mm-hmm. I could probably said I think I said in the first podcast, I don't wanna you know get all get all religious on people and watch them oh, man, they're already hitting the stop button you know close <laughs> the window
0: um no way man,
1: but I have this sense some of it is perception, some of it is learned, studied, that um we're not just here for you know buying stuff and breathing air and consuming. Um, To be specific, I have this belief that there's a maker involved in some of this. And I'm incredibly grateful that I happen to be labeled and gifted as a person who can make stuff too. So when you ask about what's the big goal for things, and this does definitely go back to what we talked about before when when you asked what categories don't you work in or won't you work in. When I think about what my goal is, my big goal as a designer, an illustrator, a letterer, and all that is, I want to honor, uh, do things that honor the maker that gave me the skills. That's my biggest possible goal. And again, if anybody's listening, hang on, don't close the window. I'm not going to get all, <laughs> you know, burned 28 minutes of getting all spiritual on you guys. But it's a really important thing for me to just keep that at the at the top, I hate to say top of mind, but there I just said it, I hate those buzz phrases, but it's really important for me to keep that as a goal. And so when you ask, so what happens after you've accomplished that goal? So to add one more spiritual layer to this conversation, it's like, well, what happens after that goal is, well, I'm, I'm maybe standing in front of God and going, how did I do, you know? So, uh, but that's again, really heady uh, spiritual stuff. I think on a really practical level especially client facing customer facing when i start a project and this is true for every single project that i do i want to make sure i'm solving a problem for somebody and dude we can i can rant about this for a long time but i'll just say this much quickly in terms of a mini rant i'm concerned for our industry when I see people making nice looking things that have no concept behind them and have no communication purpose that at least I can see. And I am a wholehearted believer in making beautiful things, just like Sagmeister talked about, talks about in his talk. And if I've said this on several podcasts, I'll say it to anybody listening today. If you haven't seen Sagmeister's talk on beauty, you should see it. It's eye-opening. And it makes the point very clear that beautiful things for the sake of beauty is perfectly fine. That said, as a commercial designer, I have an obligation and responsibility to my clients to solve problems for them. And that's what I'm gonna to try to unpack with them and say, what what do you wanna to say to these people that you're selling to or servicing? So that's my number one goal. And what happens as a result of that is sometimes things that look like Dylan Mingus stuff come along for the ride, and sometimes they don't. And I think it's really important for us as designers to think about that fact. Is what I'm making just style points because the client likes it, or do we need to get a little deeper and find out who we're talking to and realize that these things that I make sometimes, that sometimes look like Dr. Seuss on steroids, or worse or weirder, sometimes I gotta turn that off and and go, the thing that you need the most my friend is this particular look and feel and tone that doesn't look like a lot of the things that I've made in the past, because that's what's going to resonate the most with the people that are buying your goods or services. So, uh, that's my goal when I set this stuff up and then, you know, to your second question is at the end of that goal, what does that look like? Uh, Because there are so little ROI that we measure in a lot of the things, at least a lot of things that I do, because I don't do interactive. Like I used to, I did the interactive for gosh, 17, 18 years. And so much of that was measurable, but, um, I get consistent, great feedback from clients throughout the year that say, Hey, you know, X, Y, and Z that you did, here's some feedback we have about it. The customer said this, um, that's a lot of what I get back in terms of like, we you know what happens after that goal is hopefully met. So, um, that's a relatively short answer to the question. But yeah, lot great question. Lots to unpack in both of those things.
0: Yeah, you know, I had a feeling that that you would get a little bit spiritual in that, and I think that, I don't know, I don't think that that's something that's, I don't know. Like, yeah, I guess I I know that some people might be kind of turned off by the whole thing, but to me, I think that's kind of one of the important parts of life is to, I don't know, understand each other even if we don't I mean I guess it's empathy right like even though you don't see things maybe the exact same way as somebody else at least understand you know where they're coming from like I you know I I don't consider myself a super religious person I I do think I am a religious person but um I don't like I I like to hear all perspectives and I think it's really interesting um about what what drives people and just just as individuals i think it's it's incredibly interesting and i guess my hope is that even if somebody doesn't believe that they could at least have enough empathy to understand um yeah that's that's what i'd say to that so
1: yeah lots to unpack there for sure i mean just to be really clear i'm not i'm not saying what i'm saying because i have this definitive evidence or I'm going to take some weird, I just got to say it, some weird evangelical position that just, you know, to be blunt, rings hollow um, because it's more politically driven than than evidence driven. But what I have read over the long haul and experienced is um, there are some fascinating things that happen in the world that we can't necessarily explain. And uh, things like some of the math and uh, science of uh, some of the, the numbers around just the, the world around us that are... Unexplainable by scientists. I'm fascinated by that kind of stuff And so when I hear those kind of things, I'm like, okay, so what is that? What does that point to right? So anyway? Yeah, here I go on Un- can of worms, <laughs> you know, yikes. Look out.
0: Yeah, no, I I love that though I guess let me let me ask this Stepping back a little bit bigger picture um, I'm curious if this changes your answer at all if maybe maybe it doesn't but um, So you said you said 17 years That you were working at an agency of some kind, is that right?
1: Yeah, different agencies doing a lot of interactive work.
0: Right. And then at that point, that's when you decided to step out and do your own thing. Is that right?
1: Yeah, a little bit longer than that, um, because there was some stuff that wasn't interactive. But yeah, uh, roughly, yeah, 17, 18 years.
0: So the day that you decided you're going to kind of go off on your own, was there a any sort of one specific goal that you had in mind of like, you know what, for, you know, this season of my life, I want to get to X.
1: Mm, Yeah, sure. Quick answer. I wanted to make stuff again, meaning I missed having hands-on experience with the work that we were doing. I'd gotten to a level that was so high up in the creative leadership. And I'm not saying that to brag, I'm saying it was not a good thing for me. I don't think I was very good at it. To be honest, I, you know, here I am just a, a guy who's managing a lot of stuff and attending a lot of meetings and, and then more meetings and then meetings that make more meetings. And my God, I mean, at some point I'm like, I can't do this anymore. And you know, the reality is you can do it because a lot of people do it and, and God bless them for doing it. I just couldn't, I missed making the stuff. And so that was a huge goal for starting my own business. And I had no idea if it would work, but so far so good.
0: Do you, do you feel like you got stuck in that sort of, I don't know, corporate ladder kind of thing and just kind of, okay, well, we just keep going up and up and up. And then all of a sudden realize that like, Hey, I don't want to put words in your mouth here, but I'm just curious, like, yeah, there's a,
1: people say that in agency life at a certain age, you have to either own the company or be really high up in the leadership with some type of partial ownership. Uh, so I've heard that for years and about the time that I decided to start Mengus Design, I realized I was at that point and wasn't, sh- even though I was working in pharmaceutical advertising, which is a pretty secure place to be for a lot of people. yeah. And it was for me, I mean, I was doing well. I had no reason to walk away from it, but. I did see those numbers and start to think about. So, what is the plan? And uh, it helped drive the decision.
0: I guess if I if I ask myself that question of what those goals are, I, I think that's one of the reasons that I like talking to you. I mean, I'm not saying that we're like so far apart, age gap. How old are you, Dylan?
1: I'll be 112 next week. Uh, I'm you sorry, look amazing. 100, 113. <laughs> Thanks. I'm, uh, veggies, baby. <laughs> no, I'm 52.
0: You're 52. Yeah. I am 34. Man, so, and that's why I don't. Know, I, I like to talk to you specifically because I, don't know, I I think that we are kind of in different in different seasons, but at the same time experiencing very similar things, and you know that those what 18 18 years you have on me, I guess. Um, I just I'm I'm fascinated by that wisdom that you have, (laughs) um, that that, especially the the wisdom that you, you freely share with everyone is just something that's really incredible to me. Um, well,
1: dude, I appreciate that. You know, uh, that's very kind of you. I, I will, I'll just say this. Yeah. I've got some wisdom. I do. And and hopefully I, I hope the same for other people that are my age that have been in the business this long. You better, you better have something at this point or you better walk away from it. Um, so I, I appreciate that. I think the, the thing that you and I share is that we're both optimists and it goes back to part of the reason why we're doing this podcast is we're trying to figure things out and, and, and figuring these things out and asking these questions and unpacking these questions and hopefully being honest about our answers with each other and the people that are listening, we can help someone go, you know, I hadn't thought about that particular angle, or maybe that's something I can apply. That's it. I mean, it's not complicated what we're doing. So, um, you have an enthusiasm about you that I really appreciate. And my hope is that I can maintain the same as I get older, because I'll tell you this, my friend, it does get hard to maintain that as you get older. And to your point, a little wisdom also comes with a little bit of jaded thinking sometimes and hopefully not cynicism creeping in. So that's the fight as you get older in this business. That wisdom doesn't doesn't actually uh, mask masquer- or uh, cynicism doesn't masquerade as wisdom if that makes sense.
0: Yeah. so you know, I, so I guess what I was saying now is ask asking myself that question of like what what my goals are. And again, I talked about this a bit uh, last week, but you know my, my goals have been kind of ever changing since I was twelve years old, but they've always had something with creativity in mind. But I'd say whenever I decided to kind of step out and, you know, kind of start my own business, which was probably, I want to say seven years ago, whenever I went completely full time, um, I don't know. I mean, my answer is probably not as good as yours, um, (laughs) <laughs> I
1: wasn't aware there was a grading system on the answers. I mean, I, I got a, I got a B plus and you're about to get a D
0: minus. I think so. I don't what? know. Um, <laughs> let's see. So <laughs> I, I think mine, I don't know. I try to put like more like finite, like measurable things in place. I do. I mean, I do this with projects and I do this with like life related things. So we were just talking about before we, before we started recording, we were talking about running and every year I'm always trying to hit a certain number. And to me, that number is incredibly low. So I'm trying to run 200 miles this year. You know, people that I know that just started running this year are running 500 miles. And I'm like, I've Mm -hmm. never done that. And in the 13 or 14 years that I've been running, I've never done anything more than 250 miles. Um, But it's one of the things that I enjoy most is just being able to hang on to Those little things whenever you're really busy to just be like, you know what? I'm going to take 45 minutes to an hour in the middle of my day and I'm going to go run Mm -hmm. Um, And this year i'm trying to hit 200 last year was just awful I think I got to 86 miles and that was my absolute worst (laughs) Uh, Naturally, you know time of COVID 2020 wasn't great for pretty much anybody for any reason, but right um So, yeah, you know, I, I aim for those specific numbers And for me, I'm like, I'm very mathematical and formulaic about how I measure things. So I think, I think it's not that I think that I have a bad answer, but like, I think your answer was really good. Um, I don't know, just with, without having like specific measurables, I guess it's, you know, I'm very quantitative and I think you're very qualitative. Is that right?
1: Yeah. And I think this is where the conversation's fun is that I listen to what you're saying and realize that I could be better about measuring things and setting goals and again we talked about that last episode too and uh the answer i'm giving you is just an answer of just long term you know hammering away at it uh, in a very unmeasured way but i know it's a truth so uh to come back to that though i i really i really appreciate that about you and to, to come back to the running thing for a second To people that are listening and going, you know, wow, only two hundred miles. But what I hear you saying is that you really enjoy it. And so, who cares about the number, man? You know, because if you're playing the numbers game, you're you're gonna stay in a state of depression. Oh, for sure, guaranteed. Because you're gonna see some, you know, freak show. Like, uh, you know, again, pick a person, and they're out there. Um, So. I have to fight that too. I have to fight that numbers game and just realize, hey man, you know, like I went out Sunday for a bike ride, and I only did twenty miles. And for Janet and I, having ridden across the state this past summer and doing a lot of riding together, you know, for us, a twenty-mile ride is kind of like, mm, you know, I don't, it's not a warm-up, but it's just a really short ride. Mm-hmm. And um, I understand that other people will hear that and go, "Wow, you are just a bragging a-hole." You know, it's I'm not. I am not because I know people that uh, my friend Rick. He can go out and do 80 or 100 miles in a day, and and no big deal. And I just think that's 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 crazy from a time commitment, let alone yeah. just stamina. The guy's a horse. Uh, My friend Nand, same thing. so who you know, Nand is a he is one strong cat on a bike. And I've been with him and watched him just hammer. He's not even trying. So anyway, yeah, the numbers game's dangerous, but I For do. Sure truly appreciate the fact that you measure things like that and and since we started this conversation and before i always think of you when i think about someone who has measured goals even even small ones because i one more add one more thing to that i think people that set too big of a goal too big of a number like i'm going to run a thousand miles this year or whatever it is i'll bet you could do the math on that or a study or both and find that the larger, the, the, the large goal folks uh, accomplish less versus people like you who just, just tick away at it a little bit Mm -hmm. at a time. That's my guess.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. And I also, like I was saying last, last week, is like, you know, at the end of every year, I try to write down what these numbers are and then I'll, you know, I'm, I'm currently reflecting on what I wrote last year and I'm like, Oh, that's interesting that, I thought I could do that, or wow, I did way better than that. Um, right. But my my big goal is, and it has been for since I started, was like, you know what? I want to get, I want to start a company that can get to a million dollars in revenue in a year. And I don't, like, I don't know, I'm really weird about financial goals, um, but that's the only one that I'll probably ever really have. And I think it's just because it's been there for so long that like every year I'm like, okay, well, what do I got to do to get closer to that? Um, and I'm certainly moving closer towards that every year, but, um, not, not quite there yet. (laughs) Um,
1: well, the other thing you're saying without saying it specifically is that you're, you're living an examined life. So for a guy at 34 years old, I think that's fantastic. How many people don't, I mean, again, to folks listening to this, I would like to think people are listening because they're curious. Um, about improving in some way. And when I hear a guy like you saying what you're saying about how you are examining your life and measuring things, if anything comes out of this conversation, it's that how can I maybe more diligently measure things in order to see some outcomes, you know, but what does that look like? How do I do that? Just, you know, just
0: unpacking that. Yeah. So I, I had this little experiment of mine, Right, two or three years ago. And um, I usually kind of made my New Year's resolution or whatever, my goal kind of a little bit more public at this time. And I decided to, you know, basically what I said, I wrote this post saying like, hey, this year I'm giving my New Year's resolution to anybody else that wants it. So what's going to happen is you simply write what, like just simply send me a message what your goal is. And every week on Tuesday at 8 a.m., I'm going to message you and ask you if you made any progress towards that goal. Hmm. And then after they're done talking, I say, do you feel like you've made progress? And if they say no, then I stop sending that message. So a little bit of of negative reinforcement, maybe. (laughs) But um, I was just kind of curious what would happen. And I'm curious when people would drop off. I'm curious how having somebody there to kind of hold you accountable would work for people. So I, and I did this on Facebook. So it was a lot of like people from high school and <laughs> just random people in my life. And, um, I'm pretty sure it was about 12 people that said, yeah, I, I want, I want to do this. And every single person made it through January which I thought was amazing because they say most people lose their resolution like within three weeks of yeah. the start of the year or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but everybody had something a little bit different. Like most people had like, I want to lose weight or something like that. It was something you know, physical related or activity related. Um, and it was, the fun part for me was like, I'm not there to judge if you made progress or not. I'm just there to listen. So mm-hmm. if somebody said, actually, I, I gained three pounds this week. I'm like, well, do you feel like you've made progress? And sometimes people would be like, actually, I, I do. I feel like I learned what not to do. And I'm like, great. I'll talk to you again next Tuesday. That's great. <laughs> um, but That's a great it's don't a, don't a great know. answer
1: because it's a I think it's an extremely valid answer. I learned what I yeah. shouldn't do. That's why I gained yeah. three pounds. Great. Yeah. Roll I, on, I, brother. I would,
0: I would say by the time we got to about six months, we probably had a little bit more than half drop off. Um, By the time we were around 10 months, there was only one person left. And I can't remember the exact number, but he lost something like 20, 30 pounds over the course of that year. But then he he didn't make it all the way to the end before he, you know, I think it was like Thanksgiving week or something like that. He's like, no, I ate way too much. I didn't make any progress. Um, Okay. But but And I was like, you realize what you've just done? Like how incredible is that? Every single week, you've made this crazy progress towards this thing. Like, I don't know.
1: So, so the other thing that is really important in that story is it goes back to people thinking that they have to have the perfect answer for things. And there will be this buttoned up solution that will last forever. And that's not how life works. Sorry, spoiler alert, you know, but I, I'm guilty of that. I have thought for years about certain things that you know, well, I'll get to this certain plateau on this thing and then I'll stay on that plateau and I will keep moving up. That's not how life works. At least it's not for me. It's a roller coaster man. It's ups it is truly ups and downs, and sometimes some deep, horrific lows. So the process that you just described with those folks, I think is so critical because that guy, the one guy that held on, and, and I'm not saying the others are, are just yeah. are discounted or, or lacked progress. For sure. I mean, t- to hear that you had several people at six months is fantastic in my opinion. Yeah. But that one guy, think of all the mental exercises that he did good and bad, you know, the highs and lows, but the fact is he did it. And so those little things are, are, are stuck in his crawl space and he can draw from that stuff again. Somehow it will come back some kind of reminder or some reflex or whatever it is again i'm not a scientist never pretended to be but there's something there that will stick and that's really cool and i think about that when i think about goal setting and how we set this you know perfect time of year right it's end of december 2021 and here comes the goal setting we're all going to do it and whether we admit it or not at least we think about it and i'm not going to set any goals fine there's your goal (laughs) um you still set one but um (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but we st- we get into that goal setting mode and we all, well, okay, let me just speak for me. I cringe at the goal setting thing because I know I'm not great at at keeping goals often because like I said a few minutes ago, I set the bar too high instead of saying this is a small measurement that I'm going to set for next week and I'm going to see how that goes and if I can repeat it the next week, and right? That's that's how I should do this and I've learned over time that's, that's how I do find success. I basically want to be a Matt. I want to be you. And, um, little bits at a time. So I love that story. And I want to remember that it's those little tiny victories that are so significant versus like, well, I'm going to go climb Mount Everest. Really? I'm going to go, you know, like you said, running 200 miles a year, dude, I think that's fantastic. And you just said it. You, you did 86 of the year before. You over. You're gonna over double your. If you don't succeed at 200, because you said you're close, 194. Yeah. You said right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. 194 right now.
1: If you didn't make 200 in the next few days, so what?
0: Yep.
1: You've still doubled your mileage for the year, and that's worth
0: celebrating, with a donut. Wait, I'm kidding. Whatever you got to no, do. Listen, I have. You pick. So here's the thing. Um, I love my sweets. I had a donut yesterday. I don't ever hold back when mm. it comes to, <laughs> if there's a cookie around, I'm going to eat the cookie. Yep. Um, I'm not super fantastic when it comes to healthy eating, but I try to balance that with healthy activity, I suppose. <laughs> you
1: mentioned running and ice cream last time we talked, and I, I always wanted, I, I go straight to the visual on that as soon as you yeah. said it. You know, I have this little <laughs> cartoon of Matt with a bowl of ice cream, running shorts, you know. Mm-hmm. Anyway. <laughs> I can relate, man. Janet brought home uh, what is it, uh, lion cub, lions cub cookies? Have you had those yet from Grandview? I have not. Now. All right, we need a sponsor, and this is our perfect <laughs> sponsor. Okay, uh, if you guys are listening, lion cub. I think it's lions cub. Anyway, give or take the S, it is the best cookie in town, hands down. Janet found the lemon cookie this summer, and wow. It was a game changer. I mean, we wanted to go buy a dozen of them, eat them all in one weekend. And just when you thought that was the best cookie ever, they came out with their Christmas peppermint dark chocolate cookie. And my wife is incredibly disciplined. She she cut that thing in half.
0: Are you serious? Yeah. I can't imagine. And Don't get me wrong. It's a big
1: cookie. It's yeah. it's tall and it's wide. But um, she cut it in half.
0: I don't have that kind of discipline. No. I. Every time I, I see anyone cutting anything in half, I'm always like, how do you... How do you make the decision at that moment that you're not going to want all of that?
1: <laughs> yeah, I'll, here's, I'll tell you, here's true confession. Okay. I'm down in Hawaii, uh, back in November, spent a couple weeks house sitting in volcano. And there was hardly anything around in that area of the, of, of the big Island, but across the street, there's a thing called the Kilauea, uh, resort and it's a sweet little spot, long history there, but I was there during Thanksgiving. So I went over there for thanks for Thanksgiving day because there was nowhere else to go. And I didn't feel like sitting alone, but I sat alone and had this kind of Thanksgiving meal. And I said, do you have any pie? They didn't have pie. They said, we'll have pie later this afternoon. I said, can I get a piece for carry out? Come back later. She said, sure. And I said, Hey, you know, by the way, is it possible to buy an entire pie? And she (laughs) said, let me check with the chef. She comes back. She goes, yeah, actually we'll sell you a whole pie. Great. Here's the thing for me. Pumpkin pie is my true weakness, ice cream, (laughs) cookies, sweets, all the other stuff. Pumpkin pie is my kryptonite. So that afternoon, I came back and I bought a whole pumpkin pie. No joke. Here I am. I'm actually losing weight at this point of this trip. I think I'd lost like three or four pounds because I just wasn't eating a whole lot.
0: Mm-hmm. But I made up for it because I ate half <laughs> of
1: that pie in one night. Now, it was a very thin pie in terms of depth, very shallow pie, I should say. So that was my excuse. But I ate half mm-hmm. that pie that night, and the next day. Spoiler alert. I ate the rest of the pie because that's how I roll. Yeah. And then I went out for a six mile run. But anyway,
0: <laughs> yeah, um, let's see. Any, any final thoughts of uh, kind of goal setting? Any, any advice that you'd give to anyone else? I think there's been some scattered through here, but any final thoughts from you?
1: When I think about goal setting, I want to share the idea that people should give themselves some grace and take some small steps. Those two things I think are really sound little bits to think about as this year approaches, the new year approaches, and we start getting that cringy hesitation about should I set goals or not? So yeah, be, be kind to yourself. Give yourself some grace, make some small steps, don't beat yourself up, and uh, that's all I got. What I'll about like you?
0: It. I would say something pretty similar. I, well, I guess I would say breaking up big goals into smaller chunks. Um, but I I think I would say something else. I I think I would say have at least one goal. That's something that you think is impossible.
1: Hmm.
0: That's good. You know, have some small ones and some that you think are little chunks, but I think for me, the, the biggest change in just how I started doing things is whenever I said, you know what, what if. I could do this big thing before the end of next year. And you know, I rarely would reach those goals, but I still had them. And it's just kind of, you know, you're sort of training yourself to be able to I don't know, be able to accomplish more of what you want to. Even if you fall short, you're just like, "Whoa, I I did a lot." Um, you know, for me, you know, far too often I would set these goals and I would reach them by the time I get to March or April. And then I realize I'm like, yeah, that's great, but it's just not – I just didn't set a big enough goal. So, you know, you'd be proud of yourself for, for doing that. But at the same time, I don't know. I, I think people are capable of doing a lot more than they think they are. Yeah. But at the same time, I I think that it's also, you know, have have some grace of, you know, be kind to yourself about when you don't get to those things. Um, But don't, I don't know. Don't leave it at that. You know, try to understand why you didn't get to that goal. What, what stopped you from doing it? I think that's, that's when things start getting real good is whenever you don't get, I'm, I'm always a fan of the underdog story. Me too. I, I don't like it whenever there's teams in sports that just are all of a sudden great and they didn't really have any sort of adversity of any sort or teams that are just always great. I just, they're not interesting to me. I try to tell my wife this all the time, but like in sports, it's not, I don't just watch it because they're throwing a football and tackling each other. I watch it because there's stories there. Every single person on that field has a story. And when you start to understand more and more of the stories, you're like, Oh my God, I'm so happy that he got a touchdown because you know, the, he hasn't you know i don't know maybe this is his first touchdown pass and his dad just died like six months ago and this is a huge moment for him like so when he gets a touchdown you can see that he's just quiet you know like maybe he's not like celebrating crazily and doing stuff you can tell that you know he looks up and you know exactly what he's thinking Mm -hmm. and to me it's like that's that's the special thing in sports anyway that's a whole other thing um
1: But it's a good thing. Underdog stories. Yeah, man. Yeah. We could talk about that all day. Love it. And,
0: and I I guess I just, I, you know, I, I'm sure I'm not alone in this, but like, I always see myself as a character in, in my story. And I always try to analyze what my story is. I try to analyze like, you know, those roller coaster moments. Like, Oh man, I was so down right here, but I'm going to turn it around and I'm going to come back. Um, or like, you know what, this I thought everything was amazing here, and then this thing happened and took me down. Mm. But like, it's not the end, right? Um, I, I'm bringing another wrinkle into this. Sorry, I'm going on for a while here. Um, it's, it's sort of like, oh, this is awful, I'm going to say this, but it's sort of like the stock market, <laughs> where you only lose if you take your money out, right? So mm. it's like, you know, yeah, it's going to bounce around and stuff like that. But, you know, let's say you put $100 in stocks and then it goes down to 50 and you're like, oh no, I'm so scared right now. I'm taking this money out so it doesn't go to zero. So you're removing your risk from the situation at that point. But really what you could do at that point is a number of different things. And I don't want to get into financial advice here, but (laughs) it's, you know, almost having faith that something will come back or be better than it was before. So it's like, no, just you know, stay the course and it'll likely come back, right? It'll likely come back stronger than it was before. So it's like, it's that idea of kind of giving up on yourself or on a goal before you really had a chance to experience that adversity before it can kind of come back, you know? Again, this is not <laughs> advice of any sort, but just Something that I think about—it's just you know when you were talking about roller coasters—that's how I see it as stuff like that. And um, I don't know, just just because something didn't work, um, doesn't mean it can't next year, right? So it's like, I don't know. Take take some time to acknowledge and reflect on why you didn't reach a certain goal, um, and if you did reach a goal, maybe maybe it wasn't big enough. Go bigger next time.
1: This is a lot to unpack, and this is this is also evidence that you are an optimist. I think <laughs> I, I think we we'll can talk about this more next time.
0: Yeah, I agree. All right, Dylan, let's uh, let's uh, let's wave goodbye because they can't they can't see us, but we'll wave. Um, and uh, I hope you have a, a good rest of. I hope you get a little bit of a break, in, Dylan, thanks. I'll take some time, and then uh, you too. I'll see. Well, thanks, I'll try. Um, and we'll see each other uh, next year there 2022 sounds great awesome. thanks Matt thanks Dylan bye the Command
1: Z show is Matt Vojak and Dylan Mingus have a question you want us to discuss send us a message at cmdz.show and while you're at it we'd love a quick review on the podcast platform of your choice